0: well good morning ladies and gentlemen this is the truckers podcast fyi i'm your host doug from ontario canada it is 8 30 a.m here on the 26th of march apparently the authorities underestimated the karen carnival protesters thank you for joining me this morning (laughs) Good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the show nice to be back out here again how was your week hope everything was went well for you just felt like a long week i had a really long week um i know in the past weeks i was able to get out here a couple times uh um during the middle of the week and that, but uh, it was just so hectic that I wasn't able to uh, come out during the week weekday evenings, just long days at work. And that, so it's just nice to be back out here um, doing another show. So, you know, I find it, um, kind of hard to believe that um, the authorities underestimated the Karen Carnival protesters that ascended on Ottawa back in January you know if if, if they to me if they were paying attention um, that freedom convoy coming from Alberta across Canada It'd take them four days to reach Ottawa. And in that time frame, how much it was building. And really, they were doing nothing. The authorities were doing nothing. Other convoys coming from other jurisdictions, like here in Ontario, coming out of Windsor, coming out of Sarnia, other areas, to join up with the... Freedom Convoy, you can't tell me that you underestimated this. If you're watching the news they're making it very clear you know, of what they were going to do. Maybe they didn't take them serious enough. Maybe they just thought they would just roll through, have a little protest and move on. But why would anybody travel four days by vehicles and trucks, only stay there for a couple of days and only to turn around? They're having to go fund me in the process of raising funds? Now with this you know ultimately ending up on their streets in Ottawa, in the scope and the scale you know it was beyond the unexpected hundreds of vehicles and protesters that ended up clogging streets around parliament hill for roughly four weeks i can't take that as, as a as a response by the by the authorities i don't live in ottawa so I mean, I wasn't affected by that, by that um, occupation, but the people of Ottawa were, and, and the in and the businesses and everything that surround the area of the Parliament buildings. I don't know what they were thinking you know, they're talking about the activities that were engaged by the protesters were not what we believed would occur. The hate, the destructive behavior, the intimidating behavior, the noise, pollution, a terrorized 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our communities were nothing, nothing that that had occurred here before. Of course, they never had anything like that sort of a protest like that in Ottawa before, but they always get some sort of behavior out of people at 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 protests you know there's always that certain group you know um, but they're all you know they were all involved one way or another when it when it became to the intimidating behavior and the noise the destruct the, the destructive behavior just from the noise. They're all involved in this. When you have transport trucks and vehicles coming into your town, city or village to set up shop to protest, this is what you're going to get. You know, for for the authorities to say that oh we weren't we were not You know, sure, this was what was going to be happening, stuff like that. That's just a lame excuse. You know, for weeks on end, the authorities did nothing. It's ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. You know, 500 vehicles would stay the entire time. On the weekends, you'd have thousands and thousands and thousands of people ascending on Ottawa. Protests both Saturday and Sunday, those groups of people leaving, you still have over five hundred vehicles blockading the roads in ascending streets of the Parliament buildings right through the week, causing havoc causing noise, intimidation of the citizens. And yet you see they said, oh, we never expected something like this. I guess they never got the memo along the way. I mean, I'm watching this um, unfold right from the beginning and thinking, this isn't going to be good. You know, and, and full well knowing um, who these organizers are, not personally, but doing a little homework, doing a little research on these individuals, these organizers of this so-called Karen Carnival. What type of individuals they are. Now, it was apparent that it wasn't going to be good for the city of Ottawa. Or the citizens of Ottawa. I can't accept that response from the from the authorities. That you know they uh, didn't see the foreseeable damage that this would cause. Now you know throughout the t- the entire time of this this Karen Carnival um, in Ottawa. It took a private citizen, a private citizen to get a court injunction on the noise to stop the vehicles from blaring their horns 24-7 and carrying on like a bunch of hooligans She was given the City Builder Award. What, the mayor couldn't get a court injunction? The police couldn't get a court injunction? Even the Premier of Ontario, because Ottawa is in Ontario, and the Premier couldn't get a court injunction? A private citizen. to stand up and get a court injunction. Shame on the authorities. You know, I mean, she accepted the award. I mean, she's a classy young lady. She accepted the award, the award. But I'll tell you right now, man, you know, if I was in that situation, if that were me, I wouldn't accept the award. I would have just stood there and and just shamed the authorities. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host Doug from Ontario, Canada. I hope you had a good week. My week was all right. It is now the weekend, obviously Saturday morning here in Ontario, Canada. So I was just out here mentioning, um, you know, back and uh, obviously you probably know um, back in January when this so-called Karen carnival ascended on the uh, 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 in Ontario the capital uh, of uh, Canada that the authorities are claiming that they didn't you know they underestimated um, what was coming their way with transport trucks and vehicles and and, and whatnot and you know i can't you know i don't live in ottawa but watching the news watching this all unfold for weeks like for for them for the for this convoy to travel from the western provinces to ontario right to ottawa takes 4 days 4 days And the build up along the way. Of cars and trucks. And not just coming from out west. But other areas. Even right here in Ontario. From Windsor. From Sarnia. Even a small group from the city that I live in. All going to ascend on Ottawa. They. Did not really prepare for this. They were ill-prepared. They didn't make the preparations. See, with this so-called freedom protest going on out in Victoria, B.C., you know, they seen what happened in Ottawa. And no vehicle, no transport truck was able to get into Victoria, B.C. and occupy the city streets because they did things the way they should have. And the authorities in Ottawa thought maybe they'll just roll on through. They might spend the day away. They go. When you have 500 plus vehicles, ascending onto your town or city you better believe it that they're not, they're not just there for a day and why would anybody travel for 4 days and only spend a weekend the protest that's a long ways away from alberta from british columbia to ottawa ontario they weren't there they weren't there to waste their time. They had an agenda. And they executed that agenda. And now throughout that whole period, about three to four weeks of that Karen carnival in Ottawa, it took a private citizen, a private citizen to get a court injunction to stop the noise of the blaring of the horns from the transport trucks and vehicles. What, the mayor couldn't go get a court injunction? The chief of police couldn't go get a court injunction? The premier of Ontario, what, he couldn't go get a court injunction? A private citizen. So she was given the city builder award. And what that is, it's an an award that, um, the award is given to those who demonstrate an extraordinary commitment to making our city a better place today and for the future. That's the mayor's job. Yes, private citizens, I mean, we work, we all work together to make our, our communities and our and our cities a viable place to work and live. But it should not take a private citizen in this uh, situation to take matters into our own hands to get a court injunction, to stop the blaring of the air horns 24-7. I also I can just say just shame on the mayor, shame on the on the police chief and shame on the premier of Ontario. She's a classy young lady. of course she accepted the war, the award. but you know she she thanked the city and acknowledged you know February was a difficult month for all uh, for people who lived in in Ottawa as a whole. And at the end of the day, she says, we're able to make it through this horrible situation. And they give her a standing ovation. You know, uh, you know, she, she, she came for her. She, she's a, she's a very brave young lady because getting this injunction throughout this whole period, these three to four weeks, you know, and all, you know, all the uh, intimidation and harassments, um, defacing um, um, monuments uh, from these protesters. Um, because, you know, this, this is a, a, a class action lawsuit. That has been filed against the convoy organizers and is seeking damages on behalf of the downtown Ottawa residents. This is what this this is what this also included in this injunction. So, a class action lawsuit is um, still pending against these these organizers of this uh, so-called freedom. Convoy, Karen Carnival. We call it that because how ridiculous it actually was. An occupation, not a protest. People can argue that all day, but at the end of the day, it was an an illegal occupation. Now, since all this has obviously come to an end um, with these organizers um, being arrested and charged I think there's only a a couple, maybe three that are still um, in jail and the two prominent Um, organizers of this so-called freedom convoy are now facing new criminal charges. Now the one was only charged with um, to commit mischief, but now Her charges have been uh, increased not just from committing mischief but the intimidation obstructing a highway and obstructing a police officer as well as five counts of counseling others to commit these same charges. And these two were the most prominent representatives of this protest. So they just, yesterday, uh, what's today, Saturday, so Thursday, they were before the courts to learn of the new charges. Now, they both had been previously previously charged with with mischief and counseling to commit mischief, in which they were arrested on February the 17th. And this was as the, uh, the Federal Emergency Act, was in effect now the other organizer here the other prominent organizer here was previously charged with counseling to uh, disobey a court order and counseling to obstruct police so now i guess um This one protester's um, lawyer is filing an appeal on her um, on her release conditions or bail conditions. See, and it goes for all of them too because. Um, they, they through their bail conditions, they are not allowed um, to be on any social media platforms. They are not allowed to contact one another. So I guess this one organizer's um, lawyers is uh, looking to maybe have some of her orders lifted like her conditions of her bail release she's she's even lucky that she even got bail Now, with these charges that they're facing and now these added charges, what they're facing, see, they're being, like, you know, they're they're being charged, you know, under the federal, when the Federal Emergency Act came into effect, that upped the charges, the penalties of what what could take place, potentially take place, if found guilty in a court of law. They could be facing up to 200,000 in fines and potentially up to 10 years in prison. And still, you know, what these other small protests going on over the weekends out there in, in, uh, in Alberta, in, in British Columbia, you know, you're protesting your freedoms. You know, here across Canada, pretty much every single province right now, we don't have any restrictions. They've all been lifted. Except for maybe a handful at the federal level. So when it comes to... Um, You know, people flying uh, domestically or um, people who who wants to, you know, fly out of the country, go wherever. You know, we just got over our our uh, our March break. Um, Have to be um, fully uh, vaccinated. Wearing a mask. That's federal. Whether you want to take the train, you want to take the bus, you know, those are federal regulated rules at this point in time. Anything else, when it comes to our restrictions, there are none. Even the mask mandate for for going into public buildings, except for nursing homes, retirement homes, hospitals, and medical buildings, you don't have to wear a mask. It's your choice. And I still see people wearing a mask because they choose to do so. And for those who don't want to wear a mask, I mean, that's fine. But don't harass or intimidate anybody who still chooses to wear a mask. You don't have the right to do that. The, the federal government restrictions when it comes to travel will be lifted in due time. And it looks like, to me, that some of these protesters, they don't travel anyways, but they say, oh, we're out here fighting for all Canadians' freedoms. Well, I never lost my freedoms. So I don't know what the hell you're fighting for. I have no idea. You're not doing me any favors. So these additional charges for these really two prominent organizers they were the ones that were really the most vocal throughout that Karen carnival in Ottawa and now the crown is upping the ante you know I thought you know I was on my phone earlier I thought I had put this, this thing on silence, but I guess I got sidetracked. I was doing something, I was actually um, listening to, listening to some music before I came on here, just to, you know, kind of chill out and. you know, get my, get my uh, thoughts together here because it was just a, I don't know. It was a, it just the week, the week just felt like it was never going to, never going to end, you know, but a lot of things, you know, has happened um, throughout the week. And you know, here with our our uh, federal government. Um. And then when this when this news story broke, I mean, I had <laughs> I had to laugh because. Uh, see the Liberal Party, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. You know, um, like him, hate him, love him. Uh, whatever the case may be, when it comes to politicians, but one member of a party of the NDP, we could say he has formed some coalition with the with the Liberal government, but I don't think so because. All the NDP wants, see, the NDP wants the government to work together, right? Because here in Canada, we have a minority government, which means the liberals do not have full reign of parliament. In order things to get passed through the House of Commons, he'll need votes and support from other parties in order to make things happen. If this was a majority government then the Prime Minister would not need any support from any other parties. He'd be able to pass bills and laws without any other support. I don't want to go back to the polls because what happens with a minority government is that we end up back at the polls two years when it should be four. With the NDP wanting to support the, fed, the federal liberals, That means Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will be able to hold office until 2025. Now, in order for this to happen, the liberals will have to give the NDP what they want. So, if the NDP turns around and says, Look, We want better and more access and more affordability for people who can't afford to go to the dentist. We want the federal government to pay for that. Now, in order for this to work, the federal government is going to have to come up with some sort of plan that is going to please the NDP. Because if it doesn't, the federal liberal government does not get the support. And then that means we could have a federal election next year. We're already going into a provincial election coming like in this spring in May. Now, the whole point when we went to the polls last year to vote was obviously to give your say of what type of government you want. And all Canadians spoke once again. At the end of the day, we have a minority government, so we expect that all parties work together to get things done. The Conservative Party, fighting amongst themselves, can't get their shit in order. And they complain about what the Liberal government is doing when they can't even get organized themselves. Then you have the the Quebec Bloc. Then you have the Green Party. You have the Independents. So in order for this government to work, the government needs support from other parties. And this is what the NDP has always done throughout history. There's never been an NDP Prime Minister in the history of Canada. It's always been Conservatives or the Liberals. Or the Union Party back in, in the late 1800s or early 1900s. But never ever has been a, an NDP or Quebec Bloc. Any of those parties have been Prime Minister of, of Canada. But the Conservative Party is in a disarray. They have an interim leader. They have to vote on a new leader. And that's not until next September. And they're fighting amongst themselves. They're fighting with the liberals. They're fighting with the NDPs. They can't get their shit in order. So the NDPs took it upon themselves to work with the federal liberal government so we can keep moving forward and hopefully not have to worry to go back to the polls too early. And of course, you know, like in all politics and all politicians, you know, the other parties are in an uproar with the NDP. well, maybe you should just follow their lead and work together as we Canadians, how we voted. I mean, politicians must think they they have a job for life. No, you don't have a job for life because we, the people, say how long you're going to be in that position. So, you know, I kind of thought, man, this is this is going to be great. You know, uh, not only has this ticked off, you know, other politicians from other parties, but for those people out there that don't like Justin Trudeau, well, you're going to just have to put up with him until 2025. Because Trudeau doesn't want to have an election next year. So he is going to... To work with the NDP, and he's going to give what the NDP wants. I think it's hilarious, you know, especially with these with these uh, organizers of the so-called uh, Freedom Convoy. You know, they're all far right extremists. One's a separatist. And they don't like the, the, the federal liberal government. And besides, those individuals wouldn't like it whether it was a if it was a conservative federal government or an NDP federal government. It wouldn't matter what party was in power, the far-right extremists and separatists wouldn't like it anyways. Whether it was the liberals. Whether it was the liberals uh, in power throughout this pandemic or any other party, this Karen Carnival still would have happened. I still see, I still see the odd, uh, a vehicle driving around town with a, a freedom sign on their vehicle and the Canadian flag blowing in the wind and I just shake my head you know how ridiculous is that how about put a uh, Ukraine flag on your car that might be a better idea and drive around with a Ukraine flag on your car. And a Canadian flag. And these individuals. Crying about their freedom. I don't know. I, you know I. Some days I try to think about, you know, freedom. I don't have any bombs falling on my city. So I guess I'm not losing my freedom. I never lost my freedom. I'm not leaving my home with the clothes on my back and, and whatever I can carry because I have to flee because of all the, the shelling going on. Well, I guess I didn't lose my freedom. They need... Go find a new hobby, is what they need to do. They need to go do something else. They need to get a life. Even though all of our restrictions, you know, especially here in Ontario have been lifted. The pandemic isn't over. The virus is still here. But it's up to each and every one of us as individuals to use whatever precautions you still want to use. So if you feel it's necessary for you to be wearing a mask in a public building, then wear a mask. Like I said earlier, people still are, because this is how they feel comfortable. And maybe they're still wearing a mask because they, they have underlying health conditions and, and they, they still want to wear a mask. Even with the mask mandate lifted in, in schools, there are still children who wish to wear a mask while they're in class. At which they can. See, the Board of Education, they wanted the mask mandate extended until the end of March, you know, because of the March break, you know, concern of people traveling and coming back and potentially spreading the virus. But the government still went ahead and said, no, the mask mandate is lifted. If you choose to wear a mask, then you choose to wear a mask. Even the places, you know, uh, throughout the, throughout the whole week, you know, making my deliveries in, in pickups, going into going into the companies, workers are still wearing a mask in the workplace. And companies can still have you do that under the Workplace Health and Safety Policy. There are other places that I've gone to where some were wearing a mask, others weren't. It'll be up to the individuals, it'll be up to the individual companies. Just like restaurants, there was a there was a, a couple of restaurants and maybe a handful of restaurants in, in, in Toronto that uh, you have to wear a mask to enter their establishment. That's their policy. Nothing to do with the government. So there'll be no need for anybody to even go there to harass the owners of the restaurants or the employees of the restaurants because they're asking you to wear a mask if you come into their establishment. That is their right. Whether you like it or not. If you don't like it, go someplace else. So all these, you know... um, pop-ups uh, of these protests over the weekends uh, of lifting mandates and restrictions. We had, You know, even here in the city or where, where I reside, you know, they're all gathering downtown in, in, in Victoria Park and, you know, protesting of, of, of mandates and stuff. And I'm thinking, what the hell are you even doing? you know with this vaccine mandate you know um still you know with canada and the united states you know any foreign national you know so canadians want to enter the united states you got to show proof of vaccination Canadians coming back have to show an antigen rapid test, a negative antigen rapid uh, rapid test. So we can't do anything about what the United States government is doing. Sure, the Prime Minister of Canada can turn around and say, yeah, okay, you know, all Canadians coming back into into Canada don't have to show proof of vaccination and all this stuff. Well, I was like, that. that's all fine and dandy. But then the Americans will have to lift that mandate as well. And if not, foreign nationals, truckers, whatever the case may be, you still won't be able to enter the United States. Air travel, gotta be vaccinated. Whether you're flying internationally or domestically, Whether you're taking the train or whatever the case may be. Hello, how are you? Those mandates are still in place. Even right now on public transit. You know, like for hospitals and nursing homes, retirement homes and public and public transit, meaning taking the bus to get around. You have to wear a mask. Any other place you don't have to. You don't have to show proof of vaccine to go into a restaurant. Or a movie theater or a gym. Or a sporting event. We're all at full capacity here. Here across Canada, here in the province of Ontario. So what are you protesting? I have no idea. I don't know what you're protesting about anymore. I have no idea. And like I said before on my other shows, if you want to protest, go out and protest against this war. You want to donate money? Don't donate money to help the Ukraine people. You want to channel your frustrations? Then go out and protest against this war. And thank your lucky stars of where you live, that you don't have bombs falling on your head. You know, this is just absolute nonsense from these idiots that go out there and protest for freedom. absolutely ridiculous it's old you know it is getting so old i mean it's all it's almost as old as dirt that's how old these protests are getting i mean there's a lot of people out there a lot of a lot of canadians out there was like that you know who are not paying attention to you So if you're an attention seeker, this is how you think you're going to get attention. You're not getting it. People could care less. All you're doing is when you're starting to impede people and harass people, you're just pissing people off. Is what you're doing. absolutely ridiculous i was looking for something here real quick see if i can find it yeah (laughs) you know so their, their, their whole their whole thing here is you know protesting against the rights and freedoms And what does it protect? Any person in Canada, whether they are a Canadian citizen, a permanent residence, or a newcomer, has the right and freedoms contained in the charter. There are some exceptions. For example, the charter gives some rights only to Canadian citizens, uh, Canadian citizens such as the right to vote, and the right to enter and remain and leave Canada. Fundamental freedoms, democratic rights, the right to live and seek employment anywhere in Canada, legal rights, life liberty and personal security, quality rights for all, the official languages of Canada, French and English. Minority language education rights. The list goes on, ladies and gentlemen, so what 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 freedoms and What freedoms are are you protesting about? I mean, they never say, you know, what, what freedoms are you protesting about here in Canada? I mean, there's a whole list of them. I mean, the list goes on longer than my arm. Right, Final, fundamental freedoms. Are they protesting against that? I don't know. Freedom of of conscience and, and religion, freedom of thought and belief, opinion and expression, freedom of association. Well, depends. So I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't I don't know what you're you're protesting about. You know, any of those Ring a bell, I don't know. They never say what they're protesting about. You know, by the way, here in the charter of rights and freedom, That your rights and freedoms are not absolute. It says so right here. I mean, I can't, I, I mean, I don't just say something if I don't know for sure. I mean, I'm looking at the charter. Rights and freedoms. And how is that your freedoms are, are, are not absolute? Pandemic, natural disasters, war. See, the government has a sworn duty to protect you. The government, whether you like it or not, can impose these restrictions. In the event of a pandemic, they can shutter schools, they can shutter businesses, stay at home orders. The government can do these things, but they can't go on. For a long period of time. So at times they have to be. Lifted. And then placed on again. On again. Off again. On again. Off again. And they have to show. Why it's necessary. For. All restrictions. Or some restrictions. To continue under the charter. I'm telling you what it says right here. You know, they, they're not protesting against the right to vote. We have that. Mobility rights. Every citizen of Canada has the right to enter and remain and leave Canada. So they're not protesting against that. Because you do. Canadian. I can go and book a flight today and leave and come back. Could have done that through the through the entire pandemic, and people weren't. Even though they had travel restrictions, people still traveled. So I mean, they're not they're not protesting against every citizen of Canada. like every citizen of Canada has. Has has the has the right uh, of a status permanent residence of Canada, and we can move and take up residence in any province or territory. We can pursue and gain a livelihood in any province.
1: Hi, Chaka. Good good morning.
0: <laughs> good morning. How are you today?
1: I'm well. I'm well. How about you? I'm well. I think it's a long days happening. You are not doing shows, all right?
0: I didn't do one throughout the week because I had a really a really long busy week.
1: Oh, you are busy. Yeah. I think yeah. you are the most
0: uh,
1: Yeah. How is yeah. your how is life?
0: How is life? It's going
1: how is your family members are good
0: yeah everybody's good everybody's healthy how about yours
1: i'm fine. my family members are good
0: good good to hear it's always nice to hear that people are are good and and stuff and that you know you you have uh you have freedoms and you know yes. and stuff like that and you know so you know i just you know it it really irks me when, when when people who live in a democracy and who live in a free country is protesting yes. about their freedoms when you yes. have a war going on in in ukraine where these people yes. potentially are losing their freedoms
1: yes the russia putin should stop the war but he's increasing and he's shooting some bombs uh, he should stop the war yeah putin the war. Is- <laughs> Everything is distracted. So many people are flee to some other countries. But how the peoples are suffering, it's a lot.
0: Well, I mean, it's really sad that you have to flee your home.
1: Yes, because every every property, they have been lifted. Without money, they are going. Without water, without food. How they are starving, they are starving like a, like, uh, we, we are, there is no words for me. They are being, like, they are slaves. They are being like a slaves. The peoples are suffering like. Yes, my heart is going. Feel sad.
0: Oh, I know. I know. And, and these protesters just don't get it. You know, they just don't. They don't get it.
1: Yes, yeah, but uh, the Ukraine peoples are going to some countries like Poland and Bulgaria. But they will return to their own country if they uh, give, if the Ukraine stop the war, like uh, Russia stop the war.
0: Well, they some some may return. You know maybe a lot will return i don't know but they'll want some sort of an assurance that it won't happen again and you're not going to get that from russia
1: yes but if there are some people are invested some money in banks or some other places but how they, they totally lost their money like the savings in banks how the situation will be if you want to uh, if you want to go to some other countries there is no money there is no bank how the problem how the people should
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, if they're going to remain in other countries where where they uh, are fleeing to, then, you know, they're going to settle there and, you know, they're going to get some, you know, they're going to get some support, you know, from them. But eventually they'll have to establish, you know, work and and everything else like that. Um, You got to remember, though, too, I mean, Poland, Poland is not a, a, a really big country, Yes. And, and they've taken they've taken uh, most of, uh, of of the people fleeing uh, the Ukraine. and of course you know yeah. Canada's going to be bringing people to the United States, yes. other yes. parts yes. of Europe and stuff like that. but you yes. to go back, you know I mean there's nothing there. Yes, and, of and course and, and, United, you know,
1: United, United States and Canada is offering to Ukraine peoples they are, they are inviting 10,000 people's refugees. Uh, to U.S. and Canada. Uh, I I will surprise that. U.K. and uh, Canada, like, uh, like U.S.A. and Canada, I want to salute these countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because no, uh, besides the countries, they're not offering the peoples, like refugees, they're not inviting, they're like, uh, they're thinking that, uh, they're beating the peoples, uh, if they are are entering the borders, like uh, Poland borders, or uh, Belarus borders, if, if you want to enter the border, the police have been beating the people's like uh, like animals they are beating like animals mm-hmm. I see news like CNN news I've seen yesterday.
0: Let's yeah, go. I know I mean it's 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 not a good situation and and like I said I mean <laughs> uh, okay. these these pro these protests, these freedom protests I mean it's just absolutely you know, childish, immature, it's just, I mean, these, these these individuals just don't get it. They just don't, you know, I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the charters and freedoms of Canada here on my laptop and, you know, I can't find one single thing in here, what they're protesting about, you know, yes. we never lost our, we never lost our freedoms. Never ever have we lost our freedoms.
1: Yes, I think most of the countries have sanctioned on Russia, like uh, everything, like uh, free- the um, Putin amount, uh, Putin bank, uh, they are freezed, Everything big politicians amount have been freezed in banks, but everything sanctioned, like uh, like Nike, everything like uh, uh, branded branded companies like uh, Pizza Hut or Domino's, everything has been imposed on sanction on like Russia. Uh, what the next? Uh, what they are thinking the next level of Russians?
0: I uh, well we we can't what we can do really you know to to not ex- escalate this any further you know is keep these sanctions get more shan- uh, sanctions going on um, we can't put we can't we can't get in we can't get involved um, yes. physically you know with military we cannot do that. It would not be good for anybody. Yes. Right. Even though you know people say no, let's get the troops in there and stuff like that. We we cannot have a third world war. We cannot do that.
1: Yes, Putin already informed that U.S. and U.K. Do, should not interfere in our matter, but because if you if you interfere, just you have been uh, like uh, you will feel a, you will feel a severe damage. We will destruct you everything. If you, if you do not touch our country.
0: Oh, he'll start a nuclear war. Sorry, he left the show, but you know, Putin would start a nuclear war. If, if, uh, you know, other nations like Canada, United States and, and United Kingdom or whoever else like that, we can't, we, we, we cannot, um, get involved on the ground. So, but anyways, you know. And and like I say, go back to go back to people here in North America, you know, protesting for your freedoms. Give me a break. Like unbelievable. And earlier on the show, for the people who coming on my show, I appreciate coming on my shows that um these organizers um are having additional charges added to their already long list of charges of their actions in that so-called freedom carnival. have to see what happens because you know everybody has has the right to a fair fair trial. everybody has the right to a speedy trial. Everybody is innocent until proven guilty. In the court of law. We'll have to see what happens there. In the coming months, I mean, this isn't going to be, you know, this isn't going to be over, you know, within weeks or a month and, and stuff like that. You know, these organizers, this Karen Carnival, you know, um, cost the city of, of Ottawa nearly $40 million. Nearly $40 million. You know, it took a young lady, a private uh, a private citizen, to get a court injunction to end the noise, the horn blaring in Ottawa. A private citizen. What, the mayor couldn't have done that? The police chief couldn't have gotten an injunction. The premier of Ontario took a private citizen. There's a class action lawsuit against the organizers. A private citizen. You know, I thought we put people in office to do their job. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. When you you vote that you vote for your mayor, or you or you vote for your your uh, your premier, we vote you into office to do a job to do your job. It wasn't this private citizen's job to go get a court injunction. That wasn't her job. But this brave young lady, she stepped up. She rose up to the occasion and she got that court injunction. And then the city of Ottawa turns around and gives her an award. She's a classy young lady. She accepted the award, but she made it very clear that it wasn't just her sole responsibility that everybody played a role here and everybody else, you know, including the mayor, should have stepped up and got that court injunction, not just her herself. And yeah, you know, it, you know, now it's springtime. You know, when weather is supposed to improve, we're gonna have some winter return here in Ontario, Canada. Starting tomorrow night, Monday morning is gonna feel like minus twenty. with a large amount of accumulation of snow. It's not uncommon. It doesn't happen every March. But it's happening this March. And I'm not happy about that. It's been a long, cold, bitter winter. And just when you start to To feel better of spring, things being new, we're going to get dumped on overnight Sunday into Monday. Did anybody go? What was the date today? Twenty six today. Twenty six. I know it was. Old. I know it was like like a week ago. Saint Patrick's Day. Saint Paddy's Day. You know, here here across Ontario, in, in in the city that I reside in, I mean, the temperatures were in the high seventies. Blue skies and sunshine. And now we're going to go back to feeling frigid temperatures for a couple of days, like February. Well, I hope everybody, you know, throughout the week, I hope you had a good week. Now it's the weekend. Go get out there and and, and, uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your freedom. Well, thank you for coming out here and joining me this Saturday morning here on the Truckers Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. What do you have planned? Go out there and have fun. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Thank you for joining me.